How can you know what a person is like? Did you know that it is not as hard as you might think to know what a person is like? I want to talk about that in this podcast. In fact, I titled the podcast, A Quick and Simple Way to Know a Person. I think sometimes we can stumble all over our minds and miss what is just right out there in front of us. Parents can do this often because we we pull so hard and we want our children to do so well that sometimes we can be blind to the reality of, of who they are in actuality. But you can be this way in a dating relationship too. Or perhaps you're discipling somebody and you're trying to get a bead on who they are. Well, there's a way of doing that. And I want to talk about in that in this podcast. If you want to read it, it is a short podcast. This will be a 20-minute podcast instead of our normal 30-minute podcast. And so you can read this quickly. I have an infographic here as well. I also have uh, some other articles, supplemental articles that you can read. And as always, if you want to chat with us, well, do that. I want to talk to you. Our team will be willing to talk to you, and you can jump on our forums, and we'll be glad to help you. We help uh, regular people, regular people struggling with day-to-day stuff, relationship problems. That's one of the things that we do, but we also help a lot of pastors and small group leaders and counselors. Counselors use our resources often. They use them in homework. I had a lady tell me recently that, in fact, uh, she brought a counselee to one of the seminars where I was teaching, and the counselee showed me uh, some of the articles that she is reading. She had them printed off and in a binder, and she opened up her binder and showed it to me, and, and there it was. Yeah, I wrote that. That's, that's my article there, and that's what I want you to do. I, I want you to take these resources and use them like companions, friends, like disciple-makers, You're helping them live and face-to-face, and then you give them our resources, and then they use them. They take them home with them, and during the week, even when you are not around, and that's one of the ways that we can partner together, we can disciple people, or I can disciple people that I will never meet and that will happen if you will take our resources and, and use them that way. And so let us know how we can serve you, and it would be a pleasure to do that. Now, if you do have an issue or something you want to talk about, jump on our forums and ask as well. The title of this podcast, A Quick and Simple Way to Know a Person. Here it is. You could say it this way. Show me a person's friends and the content that he consumes, and I will tell you what kind of man he is. The quickest and most straightforward way to know a person is by assessing their relationships and the things that they put into their minds. Let me illustrate that in in kind of a horrific way, honestly. A man murdered my brother 31 days before his 32nd birthday. This was my oldest brother. He was murdered in 1987. Those of you who have followed my story, you know that there were two brothers murdered 10 years apart, 1987, 1997. But this was the oldest brother, and someone murdered him just 31 days before his 32nd birthday. Didn't quite make it to 32. And honestly, I was not surprised that someone killed him. I got the phone call. It was a shock and it hurt 
like crazy. Of course it did. But the truth is, as I reflected on it, I never really imagined him to be an older man. There's no way. All the things that he got into, trouble followed him, and he stirred up trouble. His life was one long string of trouble. And he surrounded himself with things that, that made sure he never changed. That's why I said, show me a person's friends and the content that he consumes, and I'll tell you what kind of man he was. And if you, if you began to assess my brother's relationships and the things that he consumed on a daily basis, well, there was no question that he was not going to change my brother was the classic example of this truth about shaping in the shaping influences of associations and content. He hung with bad friends, and when his evil friends found no further use with him, they disposed of him, and that was that. I do tell people sometimes, from time to time, when it's appropriate, that these types of friends, these are self-centered relationships, and the only reason that you're in that relationship is because they want whatever it is that you have. If you are a, a pretty girl and, and you're insecure, more than likely you're going to find boys that are attracted to you and they're doing nothing but using you. And if they will use you, that means they will not be loyal to you. And they, when they get tired of you, they will dispose of you. Well, my brother had some things that others wanted, and when he no longer could provide those things, they just disposed of him. In this case, in one of the most painful ways, they, they killed him. The saying is, you are what you eat, which has a measure of truth. I would also say that you are who you associate with. Whether those things are relationships or forms of media like TV, music, books, social media, video games, and maybe you can add to that list. What I want to provide for you here are a few excellent diagnostic assessments that you can make to learn about a person and I would encourage you uh, to think deeply and broadly about these things as you think about yourself. You may find that as you go through these questions that I'm going to ask you, perhaps you will begin to see yourself more clearly than you had not previously. But also as you serve other people, I do want you to lay this out as you, as you think about them. And so here are the questions that you can ask yourself to assess yourself or others. Number one, who do you spend time with regularly? And so look at your regular friends, look at your calendar if you keep such a thing, but look at those that you gravitate to. This is a gravitational thing, by the way. James said in 114 and 15 that we are lured by our own desires. And so you can think about the desires in your heart like a, a magnet that it pulls you towards certain things. And whatever you are pulled toward, then that means those are the desires that you have in your heart. My brother, he was magnetized toward evil people. And so, and, and again, that revealed who he was. I'm not putting the accent mark on the evil people. 
the evil people don't matter or they don't have to matter. They only matter if you are drawn to them. And that's what James is teaching us. And so who do you spend time with regularly? Those are the people that you are drawn to those people and that will reveal more about you. Another question is, what do you think about when you have some downtime? Let's say that you have undistracted time and your mind's not filled up with someone pressing in on you and asking you to do this or that. Where does your mind go? What do you think about? I also ask this question about people who are trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up. And, and what I tell them is that for as long as I can remember, I mean, in my early years, I'm talking about eight, nine years of age, when I didn't have anything to think about, I thought about people. I have always been intrigued by people. It's just, I don't know why. I can't explain it, but that's the way God has, has wired me. And if I'm going down a road and I see an old dilapidated house that, that no one's living in and they haven't been living in for 50 years and the weeds are grown up and everything's overgrown, I began to imagine, I began to think about the people who live there and kids running around the yard and swinging from a tire and a tree and all that type of thing, that is where my mind goes when I have nothing else to think about. I think about people. And of course, that did roll into a, a wonderful, nice, a wonderful vocation to help people. But what about you? When you don't have anything to think about, when you have downtime, what do you think about? What do you like to read or study? What are some things that just pulls you toward it? Here's question number four. What do you like to look at as far as pictures, videos, TV, people, fashion, culture, movies? And again, you can add to this list as well. It would be good for you to take these questions and just lay them out and get you a, a legal pad and, and just write down answers to this question, these questions. And what, what you will find is that when you are done, you will have a composite of who you are. Who do you spend your time with regularly? And maybe and that was question number one. And maybe what you could do with that question is is is. Add a little color to it. Like what types of person, uh, people do you like to hang out with? Question two was what do you think about when you have some downtime? Question three, what do you like to read or study? Question four, what do you like to look at as far as pictures, videos, TV, movie, fashion, culture, etc.? And then question number five, what do you like to listen to? Now you'll probably... You'll probably say music. That would like you'll probably your mind will probably go to where to music, uh, which makes sense. But what about gossip? You like listening to gossip. What do you like to hear people say? And so, not just when I ask, what do you like to listen to? Yeah, music would be part of it, of course. But what types of people do you like to listen to? Do you like gossip? Do you surround yourself with? complainers and whiners or do you like to be around people who want to talk about God those are the people that I want to surround myself with I find it a drag to to be around people that all they want to talk about is politics or things of this world 
that sports or whatever, and I can carry a conversation with you about politics and sports, but if you want to know what I really like to talk about and type of person that I like to talk with is the person who is explaining to me what God is doing uh, in his life. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15.33, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. And that is exactly what I'm talking about in this podcast. Bad company ruins good morals, bad companions. And my brother surrounded himself with a heap of bad companions, whether it was people, whether it was the things that were going on inside of his head, what he thought about, the things he read and studied, the pictures, the movies, TV, music, etc. But as you begin to list out all of these things, there was a thread that bled through all of, all of them, and it was bad company. Now, if you are like that, you want to begin to change that. You want to surround yourself with, well, the opposite has to be true. If bad company ruins good morals, then good company will help your morals. And when I talk about companions, as you have already discerned, your companions are not necessarily people. They can be people, of course they can, but they are much more than that. Your friends, your companions are some of the things that, that you would derive from the questions that I have asked you, but your companions definitely include your thought life. Maybe one of your companions is worry, fear, anxiety, shame. That is a bad companion inside of your head maybe your companions are your habituations your habits the things that you do again the things that you're drawn to per what james was talking about what do you think about when there is nothing for you to ponder when you're free to reflect on anything that you want to because nothing is pressing into your mind where do your thoughts go water seeks its own level when you pour water on the ground, it will find its level and it will settle there. That's what water will do. When you are free to do what you want to do, where do you settle? What is the thing that you do? What are the things that surround you? What about your language? Some of your companions are the words you choose. And as you know, your words come from your heart as Jesus taught us, which makes your vocabulary like a window into your soul. My brother surrounded himself with evil companions. Whether it was what was going on inside of him, his thoughts, his words, his motives, worry, anxiety, fear, as I was speaking of, or those things in his external world, his friends, his habits, his media, there was no question that he was the sum of all of them, and you are the sum of all of your companions. Friends are broader and deeper than what most people think. If you can comprehensively unpack all the companions in your life, you will be able to know what kind of person you are. And if you can help your friends to see themselves more clearly, perhaps you can be an agent of change in their lives and they don't have to continue on in a dysfunctional path like my brother 
The title of this podcast and the article, the things that I've just shared with you, is a quick and simple way to know a person. Sometimes we don't want to know the truth about the person that we associate with. As I mentioned earlier, like our children or our spouses, we just don't want to know. And I've heard people say that before. I just don't want to know the truth. And so they bury their head, heads in the sand and, and they won't be open to the possibility that, that maybe this person is not the way that they want them to be. But we really want to push through that fear and we want to be gospel motivated so that we can help folks to be better than what they currently are. And so with that in mind, I, I have two call to action points for you. The first one is, who are your companions? What I want you to do is to go back through this article that I'm sharing with you, and I want to think about I want you to think about the possible <laughs> I want you to think about the possible companions in your life. Now I would imagine that you'll be able to add more to the things that I have shared with you, more than what I have listed here. And, and, and what I want you to do is to begin writing down a composite of the kind of person you are. Now, perhaps if you're married, it would be a fantastic opportunity to sit down with your spouse and say, spouse, uh, would you help me to think through this? And you begin to list out these things and uh, get, gain their input in it. You know, the gospel frees us. It frees us to the point that we have nothing to fear, nothing to hide, nothing to protect. And if you're truly gospel-centered, then you're living in that freedom. And so you have no shame in the sense that you want someone speaking into your life to tell you the kind of person that you really are. And so my question is, who are your companions or what are your companions and I have a lot of ideas that I've thrown at you in this article and so I want you to to build that mirror that you can look at so you'll have a clearer clearer assessment of who you are and then number two if you are discipling someone then I want you to share this article with them and then help them to begin assessing themselves your goal is to analyze all the put off things in their life and then help them to replace those things with biblically centered put on things. You recognize that language is Ephesians 4, 22, 23 and 24. Paul says to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. And so that's the put off part. You have a former manner of life that you have brought into your relationship with God. God and you want to assess, identify those things so that you can actually put them off. If you don't know what they are, you don't know what to put off and you'll never put them off. And that's why you want someone to come alongside you to help you or you want to come alongside someone and help them to identify all of those put off things. And then Paul says to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Now that will be the harder work You'll have to do this process of mind renewal, but God will give you favor. He'll give you grace for that. And then Paul went on to say to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And so you can identify any put off companions in your life, whether they're in your mind or in your external world. And then you begin to replace those things with some biblically put on ideas. 
And of course, I want you to share these things with your friends. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.